You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Seeing the goodness of God is the title of this devotion. You know, David said in Psalm 27, which I'll mention again in a minute, he says, what, what would have become of me if I had not believed to see your goodness while I am still alive? You know, any and every one of us can go through things in this life when, my goodness, it it can be really challenging where we say, I don't see any goodness. All I see is challenges and uphill struggles. and, And sometimes there is a lot of goodness, we just don't see it. You know, we, we could, I'm happy that I grew up with this little song when I was a child. Um, count your good, count your blessings, count them one by one, count them all and forget none. Count your blessings and so forth, this little hymn. And it's kind of like what David would say in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me, bless the Lord. O my soul, who forgiveth all my iniquities, who heals all my diseases, who delivers my life from destruction and crowns me with his kindness and love and satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. This incredible, beautiful Psalm of David. You know, that is a good song to sing. Uh, oh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. You know, we need to not forget those beautiful songs, but I want to take you here to Ecclesiastes chapter 6. Ecclesiastes is the last writing of King Solomon. I believe personally reading that letter that you can see that when Solomon was old, that he repented of all the foolishness he had embraced in his life while he was so wise and that he had really made a mess of things. And, and if Solomon, with all of his wisdom, can make a mess of it, then we can too. But let us at least have the wisdom to repent and turn to God. Amen? So today's title is Seeing the Goodness of God, okay? And I want to read to you here from the Amplified Translation, Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 1 through 3 and verse 6. Listen to this. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it lies heavily upon men. A man to whom God has given riches, possessions and honor so that he lacks nothing for his soul of all that he might desire, yet God does not give him the power or capacity to enjoy them, things which are gifts from God. But a stranger in whom he has no interest succeeds him and consumes and enjoys them. Now this is vanity, emptiness, falsity, futility. It is a sore affliction. 
if a man begets a hundred children and lives many years so that the days of his years are many, but his life is not filled with good, and also he is given no burial honor, nor is laid to rest in the sepulcher of his fathers, I say that he who had an untimely birth resulting in death is better off than he. Verse 6. Even though he might live a thousand years twice over, yet has seen no good, experienced no enjoyment, do not at all go to one place, do not all go to one place, the place of the dead. What he is saying, Solomon, he's saying, if you have everything to enjoy in this life that you could ever desire, but you're not happy because you don't see the goodness of God. You see, all these earthly things were given by God. That's what he's saying. All these gifts that his soul could desire were given by God, but he sees no good. So in other words, he could have the best house, he can have the best this and the best that, and yet he's not happy, he's not satisfied, he's not complete, he's not fulfilled. What futility, what emptiness. So then again, what I said to you a moment ago, where David says here in Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14, what, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? You see, friends, you can have everything, and yet you don't feel complete, you don't feel content, you don't feel satisfied. And, and he says, this is a sore affliction that rests upon people. I have been with people that are, naturally speaking, extremely poor, but they see the goodness of the Lord and are radiant with happiness and joy and generous in their poverty with liberality because they're seeing the goodness of the Lord. I've seen others who have everything they could ask for but are not happy and have no generosity of heart while they possess so much. And they are miserable, really, comparatively. And David here would have said, what would have happened to me if I had not believed that I would see God's goodness in the land of the living? Wait, verse 14 of Psalm 27, hope for, expect the Lord, be brave and of good courage, and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. This is the key to real living, friends. This is the key to real living, the goodness of God. It's one of the five attributes of His nature that He revealed to Moses in Exodus 34, where He says to Moses, the Lord, the Lord, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. You see, abounding in goodness and truth. It is that amazing part of God's nature that God is good. 
What was Israel commanded to sing and to say all the time? Again and again, you read Psalm 136. You read all these Psalms. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good. I want to encourage you, begin to sing it and say it. Begin to say it. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Begin to say it. The Lord is good. Begin to say it. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Just begin to say it. The Lord is good. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Come on, join me. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord, the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good. And just let the goodness of God begin to fill your heart and your mind and your soul. Let His mercies overshadow you in the trials and challenges and weakness, failings of this life. You know, David said here in Psalm 63, what a phenomenal psalm that is. (laughs) He says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs and faints for you. This world, being in this world, is like being in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My whole being shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. My whole being follows hard after you and clings closely to you. Your right hand upholds me. Oh, my goodness, you go on and on and on. And this psalm is so powerful. My soul, my living being shall be satisfied because of you. Pray this. Pray this. Let me give you one other psalm that's really helped me in this area. (laughs) You know it, Psalm 91, but listen to this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and fortress, my God. On Him I lean and rely on Him and confidently trust but I will, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most has shall remain stable <clears throat> under the shadow of the Almighty. What does that mean? The Almighty, that word is El Shaddai. It's all sufficient, capable, capable of being all that you need. And I've prayed this. I prayed this verse 1 of Psalm 91. Father, make me stable. Make me stable in your sufficiency. I trust you, Father. I rely on you. You are my satisfaction. In you, I'm complete, lacking nothing, wanting nothing. You satisfy me. You make me complete, Father. You make me whole, that I'm not wanting and needy, but I'm happy and satisfied. And oh, how I need it daily to live within this, to live within this. And I I just want to read you a couple of more verses here. Uh, Psalm 3, 
listen to this. Psalm 3, verse 2 and 3. Many are saying of me, there's no help for him in God. And then it says, Salah, pause, calmly think on that. Selah. Many say, yeah, you'll never change, Robert. You know, when I got born again in 1978, in September of 1978, and a month later, maybe six weeks later, this minister who knew me from a young boy said to me, oh, Robert, I know what you're like. You'll never change. And I understood. I understood. I had wounded him. I had behaved so badly. I had behaved so badly for so long. And I had caused so much shame to my mom and dad by my worldly ways. And I would caused so much grief. So I understand that he was offended with me. And I gave him every right to be offended. And despite that he really couldn't see it, that I would ever change and said, in other words, there's no help for you with God. Yet I am what I am by the grace of God. And I've had to, you know, you may say, wow, minister said that about you. I've said that about me. I have wept and I said, Lord, how many more times do I have to say, please forgive me and keep making the same mistake, Lord. Please, please, but I tell you the truth, I believe with all my heart that however many times a day I make the same mistake, I humble my heart and pray and say, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, transform me. And I don't ever want to get to a place where I just give up believing that I will see the goodness of the Lord in my own heart, in my own mind, in my own ways, in my own mannerisms. And I can say, I see, <clears throat> I see the goodness of God in me. Am I totally perfect in it? No, I'm not. Do I keep pressing on to take a hold of all that for which he took hold of me? I sure do. Every day I keep pressing on. I keep believing because I don't want to give up on his mercy. And David, he says, many, many say of me, there's no help for me. I'm hopeless. I'll never change. But you, O Lord, are shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Oh, how I love that verse here in Psalm 3, verse 3. But you, O Lord, are shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. The lifter of my head means you lift me up above my failings and weaknesses. You cause me to see your goodness in the land of the living. You cause me to taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> Two more verses. Psalm 109, which is a very meaningful psalm to me since the Lord spoke that to me many years ago. Verse 26. Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to your mercy and loving kindness, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. (laughs) Let them look at me and say, oh, well, Robert will never change. Oh, Robert will never rise up to to what he thinks. He will never, you know. I understand that people can look at us sometimes and really kind of go, oh, my goodness. (laughs) How can you ever 
I can understand it because we give people often the reason to feel fed up with us or feel frustrated with us. Yet, have mercy. Yet, I believe. I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. I will see your goodness to me in the land of the living. And Lord, I release it to you, what they say that's negative about me. I want to encourage you. Don't ever carry those charges in your heart. Don't do it. Commit them to God. Those people are not God. He is God. And what He says, believe, believe. So release it. Forgive them. Don't hold it against them. And don't be unkind. Don't hold it against them, the negative things they've said. But, you know, the Bible says a wise man will learn from criticism. He will even look for it. And, you know, sometimes you could say, I can't believe they said that about me. I would never. <laughs> when maybe what they say is what's obvious to others, but not to you. I personally think, okay, Father, and I just wait before him. And if that criticism is something God is using to chastise, correct me, I embrace it. And there's other times when people have said cruel things about me and the Lord just gave it in my spirit. Don't take an account of a suffered wrong, nor an evil spoken against you. Release it, let it go, don't hold on to it. Don't meditate on it, don't repeat it, don't tell others what they've said about you. No, last verse, Psalm 71. <laughs> Psalm 71. What an incredible Psalm of David. Psalm 71. Oh, I love this Psalm. In you, O Lord, do I put my trust and confidently take refuge. Let me never be put to shame or confusion. Deliver me in your righteousness. Cause me to escape. Bow down your ear to me and save me. Be to me the rock of refuge in which to dwell and the shelter and stronghold to which I may continually resort, which you have appointed to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the grasp of the unrighteous and ruthless man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth and the source of my confidence. Upon you I have leaned and relied from birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb and have and you have been my benefactor from that day. My praise continues of you. I am a wonder. I'm a miracle surprise to many. You are my strong refuge, Lord. My mouth shall be filled with your praise and with your honor all day. Now, and there's so many more verses here I would love to read, but listen to verse 18. Yes, even when I'm old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, but keep me alive until I have declared your mighty strength to this generation and your might and power to all that are to come. Your righteousness, O God, is very high, reaching to the heavens. You have done great things, O God, who's like you or who's your equal. You have shown us all troubles and great and sore will quicken us again. 
and will bring us up from the depths of the earth. Increase my greatness, my honor, and turn and comfort me. I will also praise you with the harp and, and your, tr- your, your truth and faithfulness, O oh my God. Unto you I will sing praise and so forth. My inner being, which you have redeemed. Oh, I love all these verses. But what da- David here says in this song, Lord, you've been there for me from my birth. You've always been there for me. I'm not going to doubt you now. Please use me to inspire a new generation to trust you, to look to you, and to know that you're good and that your mercies endure forever. Let's be an example of God's mercy and goodness today. Amen. Have a good day.